Hey, chiropractors, welcome to Modern Chiropractic Mastery with your host, Dr. Kevin Christie, where we discuss the latest in marketing, business, and professional growth with some of the leading experts in the industry. Hey, docs, welcome to another episode. Today, I got an exciting interview with someone that is doing big things with the UFC, and it's just really unique. And I've got Dr. Tara Giroux on this episode, and we're going to dive into everything uh, that she's been doing over the last few years at the UFC Performance Institute out in Las Vegas and and working with uh, very high-level fighters. It's a unique take on chiropractic, uh, her role in this sports medicine performance center. There's everything from PT to Cairo to ATC to, to strength and conditioning. You know, it's a real good team. And we, we dive into everything from uh, working as a team, know, you know, knowing how to stay into your lane, how she got this opportunity, how she prepared for it, what she's learned since, uh, the, the teamwork part of it, how she gets to travel for the, uh, the different fights now and all a very wide array of unique um, injuries and, and conditions and things she does in the practice. And so we uh, love to have these types of unique opportunities that chiropractors are afforded in, in today's modern uh, world, right? Like uh, we, we sometimes uh, complain a little bit about our lot in life as chiropractors, whether you're dealing with Medicare or insurance reimbursement and things like that. Um, but there's also a lot of exciting opportunities that we have as chiropractors that we didn't have 20 years ago. And she even tells a little story where, um, one of the, the, the people that was a decision maker in this, uh, was from the Olympic committee, uh, the training facility there, which had a strong, uh, foundation of chiropractic and, and this non chiropractor really pushed, for having a sports chiropractor on staff at the UFC uh, facility there. And so uh, it's great to start hearing these types of stories. And I want to spotlight some of the unique opportunities that chiropractors have out there. And and, and Dr. Giroux does a, a great job of outlining how she got there, what she did to prepare, what she does in a day-to-day, and just some of the exciting aspects of it. And at the end... Um, some of the things she's really working towards uh, on preceptor programs there, uh, shadowing opportunities. Again, they're in Las Vegas. So a lot of exciting things happening in her professional career, in chiropractic in general, and out in Las Vegas at the UFC Performance Institute. So here is my interview with Dr. Tara Giroux. All right. Welcome to the show, Tara. I really appreciate your time today. I'm excited to dive into uh, chiropractic, sports medicine, and the Ultimate Fighting uh, Championship, right? Uh, Is that what it is? Yeah, you got it. Thank you for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I was just joking around that because I, uh, on our pre-chat, I called it uh, UCF because uh, I'm here in Florida and uh, we hear that all the time. So the UFC, and I actually have had quite a background as well, and that's how you and I first talked uh, was a mutual fighter that we worked together with that uh, it was fun to I, I knew him for years and I know he was out in Las Vegas with you for a little bit so that was cool um, and that's how we first got introduced and then you know in my podcast I've had other uh, chiropractors doing unique uh, 
professional uh, aspects. And so I wanted to have you on. So before we dive into all that, tell us a little bit about yourself personally and professionally. Yeah. Well, again, thank you for having me. It's been, uh, uh, I'm really excited to be here today and to talk to you about this stuff. Um, so I've been at the UFC Performance Institute for the last three years. Um, before that, I was in private practice for five years, um, worked with a couple awesome Kairos as my mentors. I was really up in Seattle with Jim Kurtz for a few years. Um, I worked and did uh, one of my internships in Charlotte with the Panthers Kairos, um, Dr. Brad White and kind of got introduced to like that sports world. Um, you know, growing up, I was an athlete and I played a lot of different sports and I knew I wanted to get into healthcare medicine somehow and was um, excited to learn that you could blend the two of, of course, everyone, all my friends wanted to go into physical therapy. Um, but I got introduced as chiropractic in school. I actually got um, I worked for a Cairo in town for just front desk administrative stuff and kind of got exposed to it a little bit more. Um, that's why I decided to go that route. Um, and then in school, I just tried to learn as much as I can about being able to work with athletes and kind of what they needed and how to blend, um, different aspects of the sports medicine and rehab world, soft tissue work, um, exercises, things like that to kind of help enhance the Cairo education. Um, so yeah, obviously I think it's a lot of Cairo's dreams to work in pro sports and I didn't quite know how I was going to get there, um, or where I was going to end up. I kind of figured being and growing up in Detroit, I'd be a hockey or baseball. Those are kind of my passions, but, uh, um, it ended up in UFC and combat sports, MMA, and it's been such a really interesting sport to learn. You know, I had really no background in it and, you know, knew who Conor McGregor was and things like that, but I, I didn't follow the sport really well. Um, so it's been a kind of a whole new sport to learn as an adult. And then the really interesting injuries and, and different things that you see, um, and kind of taking the aspects, their training loads. Um, I've learned so much and I'm just around surrounded by an amazing team at the performance Institute. You know, I think they're the best at what they do in the world. So um, just to be able to learn with them and grow these last three years has been incredible. That's cool. Yeah. You know, it, it's one thing I remember when I was in school too, I, I wanted to work with athletes. And so I was, you know, diving into all the different stuff with sports injuries. Cause you know, I would say every, every chiropractor says they treat sports injuries and that's fine. You know, you'll see it on the windows of every chiropractor, you know, in Florida, it's uh, they'll see like, auto accidents and then family care and then sports injury, you know, like they'll list all the stuff, right. <laughs> but you know, there's definitely, it's, it's different to really start to under understand, uh, sports injuries. And, you know, for yeah. me, I was, I really wanted to work with you. You kind of mentioned baseball and, and in hockey, I really wanted to work with golfers, mm -hmm. which I ended up doing. But when I came down to South Florida, uh, I got an opportunity with the NFL and did a lot with that. I wasn't expecting it. And then, to your point, you end up uh, learning about all these unique types of injuries that that particular sport uh, deals with. And so what are some of the unique ones that you really uh, deal with more now than you did, say, in private practice? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, we're going to, you're going to have your chronic overuse injuries, um, you know, that fighter posture, that, you know, forward head flexion and shoulder rounding and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. But um, something that I've really got exposed to that, um, you know, has been incredible that I don't think a lot of Kairos really understand and get the, get the grasp for is like post-surgical rehabs and seeing them like day two. And, um, we're really blessed where we can see them every single day. 
And usually they're getting two appointments a day. So they're getting two hours a day, five days a week for rehab. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I get to see that entire process all the way through. And I've, I'm around a team that's, you know, my, my director, um, Dr. Heather Linden, she's been in practice almost 15 years. She worked with the USOC for seven years. So she's got such incredible knowledge around these post-surgical injuries that she's been able to teach me. Um, and, you know, as students, we just don't get exposed to that. And even in private practice, right. We're not seeing them maybe for even six weeks, eight weeks, a couple months after that, when they're kind of cleared to come in, you know, quote unquote from whoever clears them. Um, but so I get, to, I get to get exposed to like wound care. Um, I get to take, you know, we can take stitches out and some other weirder things. I mean, um, you know, it's the wrestling and grappling world. So you get staff, you get ringworm, you get cauliflower ear, you, you know, you get to glue cuts when they come in from sparring, they come downstairs and they come down they're like, someone bust me open. So all of these really interesting kind of like I don't know, I guess first aid or emergency medicine, wound care, that's been really interesting. The post-surgical, um, you know, rehabs that we do have been great. And then you just, for us, we were really, um, we, you know, we preach that one-on-one care. So we're, I get to spend an hour with every athlete. They don't have to pay. We don't have to deal with insurance. Yeah. Um, I get to really like treat how I want, get them, you know, get them better, get them what they need. And then I can go and, um, you know, pass them off to another department, whether or not that's sports strength and conditioning, mm-hmm. sports nutrition, and they can get the right supplementation and food to kind of help to heal injuries. They can, you know, if we're dealing with an ACL injury, they're we're doing a workout, uh, upper body workout with SNC so they don't go crazy. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really, um, it's a really kind of just beautiful blend and integrated team that we have and that we're really lucky to have in the performance Institute. That's great. You know, cause I, I was having a recent conversation with one of my retired NFL players and we were talking about the, you know, why he thinks uh, NFL injuries are so much more common mm-hmm. and he had a few different things, but one of the talk, thing he talked about was in, in a lot of NFL teams, there's a lot of silos where the coaching staff is not communicating with the medical staff and is not communicating with the strength and conditioning staff, you know, and, and there's, mm-hmm. there's not a cohesiveness there with, with good communication. And so they're running into issues with that. It sounds like uh, there's good communication going on now. Um, so our audience can understand a little bit um, outline what the, the medical uh, part of the team would be. And then we can go from there. Yeah, I think, you know, got kind of an answer for all of that, what you just said, but that's a big, um, you know, we're, we're in, we're in a private facility. So we do have a lot of other teams that come in and utilize yeah. the facility. Um, you know, NBA summer leagues in Vegas, so they'll come work out because it's a private facility. They feel very comfortable there. We've got NFL draft, a bunch of people were just in for that and, and so on and so on. People drop in all the time and work out there. Um, and that's a common theme is what we hear is, like why, like, why are you coming to us or why are you seeking out private people when you're supposed to have this incredible, great top of the line performance team, sports medicine team, strength conditioning team in these, you know, in these organizations and not to call any, anything out or, but it's, you'd think that you'd have the best of the best and that, you know, they wouldn't need to go elsewhere, but that's just not the case. So really, you know, the origin of the performance Institute was, um, kind of looking at that model and then also knowing, you know, kind of knowing what MMA and UFC is, it's, it's a global roster of 700 people, right? So everybody lives everywhere. There's not, 
teams, you know, a huge team or, or a union. So these guys are just at their gym, wherever they are, and they have to find their own care and do all these things. And their independent contractors are athletes. So they really, everything is on their own. Um, so a couple of, of our older athletes and hall of famers specifically like Forrest Griffin, who's one of my bosses. Um, he really wanted to open up a facility that could help, you know, progress the sport, take care of these athletes better, mm-hmm. educate them, educate their camps, their coaches, their teammates on, you know, what best practices are for MMA, how mm-hmm. to reduce injuries, how to increase longevity in your sport. Cause you know, it's, you can't do this sport mm-hmm. forever. It's really hard on you. Oh yeah, um, And you know, and things like that. So that's kind of how the origin of the UFC Performance Institute mm-hmm. was born. And it became this kind of safe haven for the athletes to come if they do need help with their weight cuts and nutritional needs or, you know, injuries that just won't heal if they needed, you know, advice or if they wanted to come and get their rehab done with us. So um, kind of how it started is, you know, we had some local athletes in Vegas and then um, for about six months to a year, it was just, if you wanted to, you know, come to Vegas, everything's free when you get to the PI, right? It's candy land for these athletes. So you get free sports medicine treatments, you can physical therapy, you get free strength and conditioning workouts one-on-one with our coaches. You can consult with our sports scientists who can onboard you with things like aura ring and, um, you know, things to help to, you know, track your performance. Um, you can meet with our sports psych who can help you with your mental game. Um, or, you know, ever so it's just this incredible facility, but, um, as we kind of, as we are getting busier and getting busier, we realized that we also needed to reach out to the fighters on the fight cards on the road. So then we started to go to the fight cards and help to support those athletes during what we would call a fight week. So we sent sports medicine and sports nutrition, sports nutrition team, um, as well as our chefs, they actually cook the food for them all week. We, we measure, you know, we track their weight and their drops and we're making sure they're doing things safely. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously there's, it's gotten to the point now where um, we're doing a lot more remote consultations and things like that. So we're tracking them through their fight camp if they're not local and in town, making sure they're coming in to fight week healthy in a good weight in a good position to cut that weight. Um, and then sports medicine wise, um, dealing with any last minute injuries, you know, making sure they're recovering, they're feeling good. We're doing flushes, um, you know, any emergency sports medicine, you have a headache. Okay. Yeah. We've got this or that, or band-aids or tape, whatever you need. So, um, it's kind of evolved and we're getting busier and busier and busier. And, you know, it's again, just a place for the athletes to come in. Uh, and then as far as just like a normal day to day, if I'm not on the road, um, it's in like an eight to five, um, you know, obviously that can go way later. Um, but it's normal treatments and anybody can come in. Uh, we have locals in town. Like I said, a lot of people will come in for a couple of days, a weekend. They're just coming to Vegas to hang. They'll stop and get a treatment. Um, and other people come for a whole nine month ACL rehab with us. So it's all over the place, but they just, you know, we've built that trust with the athletes. They know who we are. They know they can reach out. And then we can obviously do if they're somewhere else in the world, like, you know, reaching out to you, Hey, I've got a lot of fighters in you know, South Florida, like this is what they came in. Can you help? Can you, can we collab things like that? So, yeah, I'm surprised you, I'm actually surprised you guys haven't opened up a facility down here because we're, you know, uh, even, Boca Raton specifically and a couple of the adjacent towns are huge for it. And, mm-hmm. um, I'm surprised you didn't cause it, it's a need. And, and to your point, 
um, yeah, like the, these fighters are kind of like how I've worked with some of the PGA golfers. They are their own entities essentially versus some of your team sport, that sport athletes, there's a lot more control from the team and it's, it's different, right? Like if you play for an NFL or MLB team, when you're traveling for your, during your season, they really keep everything in house and then you can go and find, uh, an a la carte type of person outside of that. Whereas, you know, these fighters don't, don't have that organization, that team that does all that. So they have to uh, put it together themselves and, and you have put it together for them. And, and I saw it firsthand as far as, cause I've had, a have actually had a lot of the fighters over the years in my practice, because uh, we were kind of, you know, like one of the, the few places down here that they could get a lot of different things in one spot. And I remember a lot of them were going to Vegas and that's obviously how, I, how we connected. So it was interesting working with the fighters because um before what what your program was offering there was a lot of disconnect for them um and and now there's not and so it's been good to to see that uh, kind of a funny story i had because i was actually on ufc road to the octagon mm-hmm. um it's on it's on my chiropractic website but funny story with that was uh, i was working a lot uh, with, with, uh, Anthony Johnson, he he's on the video so I could say it, but, uh, I was, we were closed and I was, uh, I was sitting in the recovery boots in my office, just me where, and I'm in my underwear because <laughs> I had to take my slacks off for the recovery boots. And then like someone keeps on knocking at the front door and I'm like, God, like, uh, you know, we're closed and they, they kept on knocking. So finally I get the boots off. I put my pants back on and I go and it's, and it's Anthony Johnson with this whole film crew of people. And I'm like, what? And like, nothing was scheduled, nothing like that. <laughs> and they wanted to come in and shoot. Cause he had been using our whole body cryotherapy that we have. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to shoot him using that. And so I was like, all right, fine. So like, here I am. I was like half asleep, got my clothes back on <laughs> and, I, and, we, and they shoot this, this video uh, and sure enough, it, it made it on uh, Fox Sports for UFC Road to the Octagon, and, and that awesome. was my little uh, claim to fame with the with the UFC. But it was uh, kind of kind of a funny story. <laughs> I think back and I was like, God, that could have gone the wrong way for sure. Yeah, if I would have just kept on ignoring the the them pounding on my front door at the office. So now they're relentless. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I I have you know I think a lot of my background with them was pre what you're offering. And it's just so good to see that um, that's happening now. All right, docs, here's a new opportunity for you from Darcy Sullivan of Propel. She is our SEO specialist in helping out many chiropractors uh, with their search engine optimization and making sure Google is finding you and getting you new patients. It's amazing how many new patients chiropractors can get and are getting when they do Uh, the SEO right and a few other things. And Darcy is offering a free SEO workshop just for chiropractors. And you can sign up for that at bit.ly bit.ly slash propel MCM. That is bit.ly bit.ly propel MCM modern chiropractic marketing, right? And so check out that link. And we're going to have you go over five SEO secrets to owning the first page of Google uh, without buying ads. And Darcy's going to give that free workshop one hour to really help grow your practice and start churning new patients from the ever mighty Google, which is still king in the online marketing. So check that out at bit.ly slash propel MCM for the one hour free workshop. 
Hey doc, are you moving office spaces or you're a startup with your own new space or you're like me where you need renovations because it's starting to look a little worn after about 10 years like ours is? Um, Crossfields Chiropractic Office Design is here to elevate you wherever you're at and they're gonna help maximize your space and flow. They're gonna really help attract and retain patients and this is gonna have a great ROI on your investment when you increase that patient experience. So check out Chiropractic office designs by Crossfields. And we have a special link for modern chiropractic marketing listeners. And that is www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. And with that, you're going to have discounts. We're going to have direct links to a mega bundle of free resources, and you can check them out and you can get 15 of our most popular floor plans, five phase checklist for a startup office, five point designer checklist to evaluate your current office image and there's 30% off on all online products when you go to www.chiropracticofficedesign.com slash Kevin dash Christie. Um, I, I want to take a step back because I, I, I don't want to miss this and then we'll come back to where we are. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you get this opportunity? Because uh, obviously you were in Seattle, you're doing some stuff in North Carolina. How did you get this Tell me how you qualified for it, how the whole thing came out and the decision-making process for you to, to move to Vegas for it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I get this a lot, right? I get this a lot from, especially the students, like how, how do I do this? And like, it's, it's not like such a simple answer, but I'll just be, I'll just tell you like, you know, what I did and Mm -hmm. from I mean, it all starts in school, right? Like, so from day, I mean, like maybe quarter two, um, I was just always, I just wanted to learn everything. Right. And, and I, and I knew I had a path of like, obviously sports medicine, but I mean, I remember like, I think every quarter in school, I took at least a seminar. I think I went to every speaker, every club at least once or something and tried it out. And, um, a lot of it was just like this relentless pursuit of knowledge and like, okay, what do I need to know? And I just would, I just figured everything out like on my own and I would ask a lot of questions and wouldn't be afraid to, you know, pick people's brains and, you know, reach out for coffee with people. So there's, there was a lot of people in my class that weren't doing that. And I just never understood, like, like why, or how do you think you're going to get to this point if you're not doing these things? So, um, I mean, I remember by the time I graduated, I was ART certified and, and now it's a lot more common. So I will say like, there's probably students like, well, I'm doing that now, Mm -hmm. but I will say eight, not eight to 12 years ago when I was in school, like nobody was ART, Graston, rock tape, you know, certified by the time they were out of school, like, no, like not a lot of people. Yeah. I think I was the only one in my class who had all of those. So and where did you go to school? Palmer, Florida, Perfect. Palmer, Florida. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, for me, it was like, okay, all of these, and I had a great mentor, um, uh, in, as my clinic, let me say, as my CI, my clinical, um, mm-hmm. preceptor in school, and we were kind of like the sports mod. So I got exposed to things like Stu McGill and, um, mm-hmm uh, FMS and SFMA and McKenzie and all of these things. And then just kind of diving deeper and deeper into those holes, making sure I was, and like, I spent all my extra money from when I was in school. And then the first couple of years in practice, taking every seminar I could. And, you know, I am a little bit of a seminar junkie for sure, but it wasn't about like, Oh, I need to be like 
so good at all of these things. And I'm going to like go down all these rabbit holes. I was always like, okay, I'm going to go to this and I'm going to take what I want from it. And like, if I can learn one or two things, that's perfect. And then I'm just going to blend it. Um, and I think a lot of people go down like these rabbit holes of like, I'm a McKenzie doc or I'm an SFME doc or I'm an ART doc. And I'm like, that's really great. And those are all fantastic tools, but there's going to come to a point you're going to have a patient when it's not going to work for them. So then where do you go to, what do you do for them? Um, so for me, it was just about how can I be the most well-rounded? How can I have the most tools in my toolbox? And I just kept trying to learn and read and watch podcast or listen to podcasts, watch videos and be on Instagram and looking at exercises and okay, that's good for that. And just like having this catalog in my brain, um, to be able to pick and play from that. And something that I am kind of proud of, of myself is when I felt like I had learned as much as I could in a situation or a place or a job, I, I moved on. Mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not a complacent person. Um, I really will take advantage of you know the situation and learn as much as I can. And as soon as I feel like, okay, I've hit my max here, then I know it's time to move on. So I did, you know, I went from Florida to Charlotte to another practice in North Carolina to out to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, I had two docs in Seattle and ended with Dr. Kurtz, who was awesome. And I loved that practice, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, it was just about, I made a choice to move literally from East coast to West coast. Cause I had gone to a Stu McGill seminar in Portland mm-hmm. and I got, you know, introduced to all of these people out in the Pacific Northwest. And I was like, Oh, this is it. They were ahead of the game. They, mm-hmm. They were doing all of these things already. They were very integrated. Um, Acupuncture and naturopathy, you know, they're a lot more respected there. So you could have this like this more integrated team insurance paid better. So I was like, that's where I got to go. That's where I got to be to practice how I want to practice and learn these things. So I literally like moved to Seattle, didn't know anybody. My mom hated the idea super far from where she was in Michigan. Um, But I just went and again, just kept trying to learn as much as I could. Um, Dr. Kurtz was an amazing mentor. Dr. Sue Brown was an amazing mentor um, and just kept learning and taking seminars and all these courses. And by that time, you know, about five years into practice, um, I had, you know, a great, the CV was looking good. Right. Mm -hmm. So at that point it was just like, and I was working with athletes, you know, I mean, I mean, I, you know, they had a big sports practice, Dr. Kurtz yep. in Seattle. So we were exposed to, you know, various MLB and CrossFit and Ironman and, you know, yada, yada. Um, but it was that kind of like on the field experience that I was missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and this position came up with the UFC. I saw it online. Um, and I was like, oh, that, well, you know, I'm qualified for it. Yeah. I guess I don't really have like a ton of on the field experience, but I, I, I was qualified for it. And it was an ad that was for either a PT, ATC or a sports Cairo. Mm-hmm. So I applied just around Halloween of 2018, I believe. And I didn't hear back until like a week before Christmas. I mm-hmm. thought, you know, whatever, um, you know, they're not going to call. Um, but I get a call and they want to, they want to do an interview. So I jump on an interview with them like a week later and I can tell I'm on this like 
huge TV screen <laughs> and wow. it's in the boardroom and I've got like Forrest Griffin and my, you know, my director now Heather and a couple other like, mm-hmm. um, you know, VPs and stuff. And I'm just like, Oh, okay. Um, and it's like this fire quick interview. It's like 30 minutes. I can tell they're like, they're stressed. I think it was a fight week in town. It was like right before Christmas. I could tell they were just over it. So I thought it went terrible. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I did remember I like had him laughing at the beginning, at the end of the, you know, at the end of the, um, conference call and I was like all right well whatever that was cool at least I got a call at least I know I'm heading on the right path mm-hmm. a couple of weeks later they call again and they fly me out to Vegas for um, an in-person interview um it was then where I kind of got to know them more and um a little background on just like you know my my current teammates as I let you know they worked for the USOC yeah. which obviously most Kairos know is it's very Cairo heavy there. So she was really adamant about getting a DC on staff to kind of help to complete that nice Mm -hmm. integrated circle of PT, ATC, DC. So um, a little bit of a kudos and thanks to her for wanting a DC, for trusting that, you know, that would be a good fit for the company and that I would be a good fit. So I kind of tell people like my path to get here, it was like a lot of hard work, but it was also a little bit of luck and, mm-hmm. and opportunity and trust in, in my team to bring me on. Um, I think you have to set yourself up for that success for sure. And I think I did a decent job at that. I mean, I, I'm here now and, mm-hmm. um, but I'll, I'll tell you what, it's been really, it was really hard to integrate into this high performance team. Um, yeah, tell is, me about that. Tell me like you, you got the job yeah. you started, like how did it go? Yeah. With that whole onboarding and integration. So it was a struggle. I'll be honest with you. It was tough. And it was, you know, it's, it was easy to go in and treat and like be a good clinician. And like, that was never like, they had the utmost trust in me, but I really had to learn how to be a part of a high performance team. And it's, it's a lot harder than you think, man. It is, I'm, you know, as a Cairo, you're mostly going to always being told you have to do everything on your own. You're going to own your own practice. Mm -hmm. It's very self-sufficient. You're kind of the doctor, nutritionist, PT, kind of all rolled into one sometimes. So I definitely went, you know, had to turn that mindset off of like, well, I know everything. I do everything. I can do everything. And then I'm in this world now where it's like, actually, that dietitian's the best in the world. And like that strength and conditioning coach is the best in the world. And needed to figure out how to communicate properly and how to like, you know, not necessarily step on toes, but just like to know my role, know what's expected to to me. I'm also now in a corporate world, Mm -hmm. world, which now I I have no idea about like all of these different steps and communication and hierarchies that I have to learn and what's expected of me. A little bit of it was like, I kind of got thrown in and they were really busy and they, you know, there was a little onboarding you know, that could have been a little bit better for sure. Um, but like, it's a whole n- different world. So yeah. I'm sure lots of sports Kairos can attest where, you know, you're, if you're on an NFL team as a sports Cairo, mm-hmm. like you're only going in, you're only doing that, right? Like you can't really step yeah. on the yeah. the athletic trainer's toes and yeah. it's a different and, world. And a lot of the chiropractors that work for say the sports teams, they have their own private practice still. And it's just kind of like a, a you go there occasionally, obviously you're full time with that. Um, one of the, the gems I want to highlight that you mentioned is whether you're in a setting like yours, or if you are in private practice, working with local high school team on something is you really do have to know your role and 
communicate really well, especially, you know, at, you know, at some point in the process, you're going to be the one that you're going to be the new person in this. And you don't want to go in there guns ablaze and that you do everything. Yes. You got to really figure out who's doing what, who is kind of the gatekeeper uh, and, and know what your role is and have it clearly defined and ask the, the appropriate questions to find that out. Uh, don't just, you know, trial by error, like do something without asking. And then they say, oh, well, that's, you know, outside of your lane type of thing. And so yeah. it's not about what you're qualified to do or what you do in your private practice. You need to have the communication and, and, and know your, your lane with that. And so again, whether you're at a high level performance place like this, or obviously if you're a private practice, I know like when I traveled the PGA tour for a year, uh, a lot of the golf, I worked with four particular golfers. They had someone that did X, Y, and Z, and I was not going to do X, Y, and Z. And I made sure I kind of did an audit of that when I started working with them. I was like, okay, you know, what, what do you have as far as your personal team now? Boom, figure yep. that out. And so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because I think it relates to every chiropractor listening. If you're going to work in these types of teams, whether it's again, high school, college, professional. Yeah. And some of that is just listening and like, mm -hmm. what, how can I help? What do you need? And start there and build that trust, right? Just start like, what do you need? Oh, let me do that job really well. That's what mm -hmm. you hire me to do. Yeah. And then as you build that trust, then you can start to kind of be like, well, you know, this or that, or like, I would do this or have you thought of that and start to kind of build that trust and collaborate a little bit more. And then you'll be able to do more, mm -hmm. but don't come in guns a blazing. Yeah. And like, you know what I mean? Oh, like, I hear it all the time. Not go off well. Yeah. yeah. I've heard so many stories from athletic trainer. I'm actually on the board of athletic training for the state of Florida. And so I know a lot of athletic trainers and stuff. And I always hear the the stories, you know, and it, and it's not just related to chiropractic. I've heard plenty of stories where they bring on a physical therapist, the same thing, or, you know, it's just, it, it doesn't matter the profession, but just don't be that person and, and, and ruin it for yourself. And honestly, for the athlete, that's what it always uh, comes down to for sure. So um, let's segue a little bit. Um, tell us about the, the traveling you get to do for, for these events. I know obviously the last yeah. couple of years with the pandemic, it calmed down, but before that, and now you said, you said earlier that's ramping up. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. So, I mean, one of the really cool things that I was excited about when I got the position was the opportunity to travel and the UFC puts on fights all over the world. Mm -hmm. Um, so we, you know, we're in a different place every week, every Saturday, usually there's a fight. I think there's 40 to 44 fights a year. Usually I think this year there's 44 it's out of the 52 weekends in the air. That's a lot. That's a um, so there's a team of four of us now and we do mm -hmm. rotate through. So everyone gets the opportunity to be on the road and to experience that it's a little bit different for sure. And I'll talk a little bit about what a fight week is like. Um, so the first year, you know, I got to go to a couple different places, which was awesome. I think I went to Boston, D DC, Vancouver, Sacramento. Um, we obviously have big fights in Vegas and anytime there's a fight week, so to speak, it's a lot different than my normal, like if there's not a fight in town or I'm working a fight card. So gotcha. normal week, kind of, like I said, is kind of a nice normal eight to five, which is amazing because a lot of other pro sports teams don't work like that. Mm -hmm. So we're a little bit blessed for that. But when you do go on the road, it's, it's mayhem and it's crazy. Mm -hmm. And you're only one person 
for the whole fight card, which is usually between like 24 and 30 athletes um, that you're supporting for that week. And I'll fly, usually fly in Monday, get things set up Tuesday morning. We start what we call check-ins. So the athletes will, they'll come down and got a big media room and they'll go sign their contract, you know, get their outfitting, sign their posters, um, kind of get their schedule for the week for media. And then we'll also have like a little booth and table with sports medicine and nutrition, and I'll start scheduling them for treatments. And I'll usually start treating Tuesday night. And, um, it's, then it's all day, Wednesday, all day, Thursday, Thursday night, they start to wait, do their weight cut. So then I kind of transition into kind of medical first aid support for if there's anything that goes crazy there, um, into Friday morning where they actually weigh in. So I'm usually up early making my rounds, making sure everybody's doing well. You know, if I need to call in any support or help or for, you know, medical doctor, first aid, EMR, that's been situations for sure. Um, and then kind of as that, and then transition back into more treatments all day, Friday, Saturday morning up until the fight on Saturday. And there's definitely been situations where I've done, and this doesn't seem like a lot, but like 15, 15 treatments and they're usually, but they're usually hour long sessions. So maybe like 15 hour long massages, you know, a day. And I know a lot of chiros were like, oh, I've seen 50, I see a hundred, but it's a little different. Um, (laughs) You're doing soft tissue work for 15 hours a day. Um, So there's no real rehab. it's a lot of massages, a lot of flushing, a lot of stretching. Um, there's obviously people that come in with like last minute injuries. So could be dry needling, cupping, ART, Graston adjustments. Um, we usually bring a shockwave on the road with us, which has been great lately. Um, Norma Tech boots, game readies, you name it. Um, anything for recovery. Got, got the whole thing, travel with like five bags. Um, so the fight week's a lot different and uh, it's, it's very fun. You get to on the road with some different people the athletes appreciate it so much you're getting them through the hardest week at their camp you know they're literally like a shell of themselves they're very you know low on weight um and then you kind of you get to see that whole process and them weighing in and then you get to enjoy that fight usually at the end of the week so COVID definitely took a damper of our travel so to speak the last year and a half but we are getting to ramp up we kind of just got the schedule for the rest of the year it's looking like there's going to be a lot more fights on the road which is very exciting and I am actually getting ready to head to Singapore in a few weeks for our first Asia fight in a few years so that'd be your first time to Asia yeah. Yeah. And I'm going to spoil myself and do a week in Thailand too. So yeah, I, I did. Thailand bef- yeah. I went to Thailand before <laughs> in Cambodia. It's, it's cool. Good. Good. Yeah, I, very you know, piggy, piggyback a little vacation. That's, that's nice. Yeah. Um, that's, that's great. Now, when you get to, when you go to the fights, you get to watch the fight in person or do you have to stay back and, and kind of help out? Yeah. So mostly I'm done by the fight, uh, by the time the fight starts. So it's kind of, uh, I, I, I'm always a little bit better, but at the end of the day, so most people, most people on the fight, you know, working that fight week, um, other, other teams, they're done by five and they get to like go out to nice dinners and yeah. they're drinking and stuff like that. And I'm like, I'm working all night, but then yeah. they work the fight and I get to enjoy the fight. So gotcha. kind of got to, you know, pick and choose what you want, but I do, I usually get to usually get to go and enjoy it. And it's a nice reward at the end of the week. Um, there's definitely been times where I've gotten a call like, Hey, can you come back and check this out before the fight, during the fight, I'm running through the arena in heels and a dress and trying to get backstage. And it's, there's been crazy moments like that for sure that the athlete trusts you enough that they want you in the back to see, you know, check something out last minute. 
Um, so there's definitely been those situations, but for the most part, that's definitely your reward and it's a lot of fun. That's cool. And I think one of the other takeaways is that, you know, you may not have been fully prepared and trained to do what you do now. You were prepared for the opportunity and then you learn a lot of the nuances of working with fighters, you know? So it's, as long as you have a lot of the, uh, baseline assessments and treatments that you've done, uh, you might get these weird, unique opportunities for a particular sport. Uh, you should feel confident in taking that and then learning the nuances as you go. Cause you know, I'm sure over the last three years, you've learned so much that you had no idea how to do prior to then taking this job. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, I felt really clinically confident in my skills. Um, but you know, that big learning curve was how do I integrate and work and be a really, you know, trusted and, you know, respected member of a high performance team? Mm -hmm. How do I learn business skills working in now a corporate environment? Mm -hmm. Um, And then, of course, you're learning kind of new, you know, maybe some different kind of injuries and stuff, but nothing that like, you can't pick up very fast because you've got this really sound clinical anatomy, anatomy, Mm -hmm. soft tissue palpation rehab base. And I think that's why I was able to kind of go in really like, and just like hit the ground running there and and Mm -hmm. be trusted in that aspect. Um, But yeah, it's, it's kind of, I'm still learning to this day. I Mm -hmm. mean, like I said, if I'm not learning, you know, I'm not growing and I'm not happy. So, um, um, you know, I'm very happy. I still get to learn all these cool things all the time. And, you know, now I get to dive into different worlds. I get to learn about training loads. I get to learn about HRV and recovery. I get to learn about, you know, the mental aspects of sports psych and and it's more learning. from. I definitely learned from these athletes for sure, but I'm learning from my colleagues still a ton. And now it's opened up so many great doors. You know, we've got, um, we're, we're kind of building this kind of Las Vegas sports performance network. So mm-hmm. being able to host seminars that we have the Raiders come in and we have the aces come in and we've got, um, you know, all these different teams in Vegas now, and we're really trying to build it into like the next sports Mecca. And we're really excited because I think we're going to bring in baseball really soon. We're probably the, probably really the yeah, probably the, uh, Oakland athletics, I think. Yeah. Yeah. They're <laughs> very, very close. And yeah. so, um, you know, we really have built quite the great little community of support mm-hmm. here. So I get to learn from all of these, you know, different aspects that I, I never would. And it's just growing and, um, just being able to learn all those things is invaluable. That's cool. Um, I, you know, I really appreciate your insights and your, and your time today. I thought this was great to kind of pick a unique, um, opportunity that you have and that uh, other people might get in the future and, and kind of hear your story. Um, if anybody wants to pick your brain a little bit more, if they have any questions on, on, uh, some of the stuff that you mentioned and talked about and some of the unique stories you have, how could yeah. they reach out to you? Yeah. Um, probably easiest way is through Instagram, honestly. Um, just shoot me a message, follow me along. Um, my handles, uh, at Dr. Tara, D R T E R a pretty easy. Um, definitely always open to giving advice, jump on a call, hang, you know, email, what can you do? Um, 
you know, now that COVID's opening up, um, hope it's all right to kind of plug a little bit, yeah, but I definitely sure. want, you know, students and other providers to reach out for shadowing opportunities. Like we're very open for anyone who wants to like come in and hang out for the day. Um, kind of just got the okay to do that. And that's oh, COVID coming out. So last key year, you know, I've definitely been hit up the last few years, but it's just not been possible because yeah. it is a pretty private facility and with COVID and the athletes, we had to be really careful. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, to get more people to come out to shadow, to kind of see what that world is, um, to kind of get a different viewpoint on how Cairo can fit. And maybe it's not really what you think it might, or might the trip traditional Cairo use isn't a facility like that. So, um, you know, one of my goals also is to start a preceptor and start a sports residency this year. So I'm really hoping to partner with, um, a couple colleges and establish that and kind of just open a whole new world to the next generation. Oh, that's great. I think that'd be awesome. I'm glad you mentioned that. And so definitely my audience reach out to you if they have any uh, questions about those opportunities. That'd be, that'd be amazing. I might come preceptor for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Come out. Definitely come out. If you're ever in Vegas, I know, you know, I know Parker Vegas is always, yeah. you know, around um, and things like that. And there's seminars always in Vegas. So if you are, feel free to reach out and, you know, we can get you a tour or come hang out for an extra day and, and see what it's all about. Perfect. Awesome. I really appreciate your time today. I'll put that information also in the show notes that reach out to you. And hopefully I, I know you'll get some people reaching out for sure, because that's a great opportunity. So thank you today. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me, Doc. That is it for this week's episode. But before you leave, check us out at www.modernchiropracticmarketing.com for all kinds of free resources such as blogs and the podcast episodes. We've got online courses. You can check out the Chiropractic Success Academy there, which is an amazing online coaching system for you at a very affordable monthly rate. Uh, There's a free online course on the modernchiropracticmarketing.com website, so check that out. If you're interested in some one-on-one coaching, we can do that as well. We have all kinds of resources for you there. And we would also truly appreciate if you could rate and review this podcast if you're getting valuable information out of it. I can't thank you enough, and we'll see you next week.